Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes, completely eradicating, not just reducing, completely eradicating. I believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for Mondays, not Fridays and get to do their most meaningful work. The aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content, but instead shift the context under which you operate. This podcast is titled Choosing Leadership because that is what leadership is, a choice. In each episode, I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices, which are not always easy and comfortable, but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves, and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action, as those were the moments when you chose leadership. At the end, I will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Anthony is the founder and co-chair of Next, powered by Shulman Rogers, where they are innovating in delivering legal services to startup and emerging growth companies. In the interview, Anthony shares how his journey as an entrepreneur has shaped his ability to bring ideas to life. He emphasizes the importance of personal growth through learning from each experience and overcoming challenges. Outside of work, he finds fulfillment in spending time with his family and is passionate about the work he does as it never feels like work to him. Hi, Anthony, and welcome to the Choosing Leadership podcast. Thank you for having me, Sameet. Great to be with you today. It's a pleasure to have you here with us today. Can you start by sharing a little bit of who you are and what do you do? Yeah, so a little bit of my background. I have spent the last 25 years in the startup ecosystem in a number of different roles. I've been a serial entrepreneur and have co-founded several institutionally backed companies. I have um, also spent time as a venture partner in a seed stage venture capital fund. And I am most recently a, focused on my role as a startup attorney, working through a new platform called Next, powered by Shulman Rogers. And we are innovating the way legal services are provided to startup and emerging growth companies in how they price, package, delivered, serviced, and supported. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And before we get into what you're doing right now, can you share a bit of your backstory, like law, innovation, startups, venture, where do these dots connect? Yeah, sure. So my background is I'm, I was born in South Africa. I grew up through high school in South Africa. I My background has been in finance and law started out working in big New York corporate law and then made a move after a few years into the startup space, into entrepreneurial ventures. And so I 
co-founded a healthcare tech company in the late 90s. I did a for-profit education company in the mid-2000s. We ended up with 30, it was focusing on for-profit education. We had 13 schools and 10 campuses in seven states. And, and then after that venture, my partner and I, we, we were in Asia and focused on distribution. And I got very interested in climate and climate impact and started to work on several projects and businesses tied to that. Around that time, I'd been an entrepreneur trained as a lawyer and a consumer of legal services, working with a number of big global law firms. And as a customer, I was getting very frustrated with the way the legal industry works with startup companies. I just felt that there was not great alignment between the way legal services were delivered and the way entrepreneurs would want to consume them and have them delivered. And being an entrepreneur decided rather than just complain about the situation, it would be more interesting and to try to impact it, to try to innovate. And so I started to work on what a new model for delivering legal services could look like. While that was happening, I was invited through somebody that I knew who was launching a VC fund focused on climate, seed stage climate investing to join as a venture partner. And so I started to do work as a venture partner and also worked on what would grow up to become next. And in around 2016, I had enough proof of concept with the concepts behind it and made a decision based on the way legal services are regulated in the U.S., that if that the best place to build this would be a really innovative, forward-thinking, full-service, but mid-sized law firm that was sophisticated in its legal practice and could help companies from early through to exit, but that was small enough to be nimble and innovative and be open to some of the disruption and change we wanted to bring into the legal space. And was very fortunate to find that in a law firm based in the D.C. area called Shulman Rogers, which has 100 attorneys. And so I joined there and have been building Next, powered by Shulman Rogers since then. Yeah. Thank you for uh, for sharing that story. And can you share how have your view on yourself and your ability as a leader grown as you moved into entrepreneurship and then after multiple companies that you have founded? Yeah, for me, I've always had the kind of entrepreneurial bug. I love to not only think of new ideas or look at when I see a problem, I look to see how there could be a better way to solve it or to deal with it. And I've always been really excited and motivated to then try to take something that was an idea and bring it into the world. So for me, my journey with entrepreneurship started in college and and high school where friends were going out and getting jobs, traditional jobs. I was looking at, I started a small publishing business in college that I ran into, that I ran through early law school. So that was my first experience with starting a company. And so for me, early on, that has always been a really important part of who I am. I think that from a growth point of view, every time you 
engage in something new. There's nothing I believe is more challenging and more rewarding than building something, than creating something. And there, there is so much that you learn from each experience you go through. Every challenge that you figure out how to overcome, every failure that you experience, that you get back up and jump right back in again, provides an opportunity for personal growth and development. And so I think you start to learn the more you're involved and the more you do this, you learn from everything you've done before. What worked? What mistakes did you make? How could you have provided better customer experience? How could you have de-risked the business or gotten to product market fit in a faster way or be more efficient in how you used capital? How can you become much more capital efficient and create value as you're building and creating your business? You learn about people. You learn startup is made up of a team of people and how you work with people and how you bring people together around a vision and a mission and, and a passion to do something and change something or create something. Thank you for adding that. And now coming to next, can you share a bit more about your vision? What is it that you're trying to create in the next few years? Yeah, so what we've been working on with next is a number of key challenges that are experienced in when working with the legal industry as an entrepreneur. The first was, how do you provide more predictability? One of the big challenges as an entrepreneur, you very, you, you've got a small amount of capital. Everything has been allocated before you even raise it. Every dollar, you know exactly where it's being spent. And when you have legal bills that come in that are substantially different from what you plan for, that lack of predictability when you're managing a PL is very hard. So one of the things we did is take a broad range of legal services from seed through series A and literally productize them. Instead of traditional billable hourly services, we've created several dozen products or fixed price packages that wrap into that package the strategy, the legal counseling and guidance and education, as well as all the legal documents in for a fixed price. And so that provides predictability and a way for entrepreneurs to do that. We also do custom packages and we do hourly packages with a cap. And and then there are some services that would still be that would still be hourly, but the core of what we do, particularly for that C through Series A, are these dozens of fixed price and custom fixed price packages. The second thing we look to solve for is how do you provide a real customer service experience? A lot of times when working with law firms, particularly larger law firms as an early stage startup is you working with very junior associates, you're not having access to the senior partners on a regular basis, but you're making critical business decisions early on that are gonna affect the whole future trajectory of your company. And having that senior counseling and guidance early on becomes really critical. So we've put in access to senior attorneys, we have customer relationship managers, so that's another big thing. Then we said, how do you use technology to create a customer-centric experience that is very collaborative, very efficient, 
and very transparent. And so we incorporate a lot of technology around communicating and collaborating with our clients that make a much more customer-centric experience. So those are some of the things that we've done on the legal side. But then we said, how do you help startup companies de-risk? And our mission is empowering startup success. So we have a broad mission at Next, powered by Shulman Rogers, which is all about empowering success. So we've done a number of other things. We've created a marketplace of service providers for startup companies that can provide DNO insur- access to service providers very easily and effectively for DNO insurance or 409A valuations or accounting or financial modeling. We have launched Startup U, which is a free masterclass-like educational platform for founders to access content, educational content around building and scaling a company. And we've launched NextRaise, which is a whole platform around helping startups be investor ready when they get in front of investors and helping those startup companies and investors connect with each other. And we've received national recognition from the largest legal publisher as the Startup Emerging Growth Company Law Firm of the Year in the US. And we've also been a finalist for the best law firm for startup success. So we're getting a lot of recognition for for this innovation in legal services. Yeah, and thank you for sharing that. That indeed sounds very innovative. Can you share what challenges or what is the biggest pain point that you see in the future? I think the area that we focus a lot on is continual improvement in customer service and customer experience in this transparency and collaboration. And also, like any company, we've grown from mainly having clients in startup companies in the DC region to working with startup companies nationally. And more recently in the last year, we're starting to do a lot of work with global startup companies that are flipping into Delaware, into the US market. And so looking at how at scale and as it becomes more of a global global platform, how to continue to provide the great customer experience and service that we provide now as we continue to grow. So a lot of time and effort is built around, number one, how do we add more and more value to our mission around empowering startup success and particularly around customer experience? Yeah. And as you rightly mentioned, you also are growing your own organization. So within the organization, what challenges does that present for your leadership or how does your leadership structure look as you grow? I think the key with any growing organization is when you're smaller early on, everyone is very connected to the vision and the passion and the mission. And as you start to grow and expand to have a team that understands where you started from and that becomes part of that growth and part of that vision and part of that mission and part of the passion that was there when you first started. I think in a service-oriented business, quality services at scale on a global basis as you build a team, and if you start working with people in more of a distributed model as the world has moved to remote work and online work and the marketplace is more global, that's another one. Maintaining culture and building 
culture in a more distributed remote workforce, work from home for part of the time or a lot of the time environment? How do you build and maintain that kind of special source in the culture of what you're building? I think the biggest, those are some of the challenge, the leadership challenges is around a lot of it around the team and the people, because at the end of the day, that's who's interacting with clients and that's who is having that continue to grow in these new models of work. Yeah, I think is a challenge. Yeah. And how do you yourself manage pressure or overwhelm or surprises, especially in the last few years? I, for me personally, I think you, you need to have a good team around you and people that you can work with. I think it's important to, when you're in a really pressured situation, to be able to step back and take it in perspective. And I think that ability to step away and really understand crises and challenges that you face and to understand what's truly an emergency, what is what, what seems like a big crisis, how will it look tomorrow morning? How will it look a week from now? And to be able to really put into perspective these different types of challenges. And again, having a great team with you, which we do when challenges or crises come up, you have that, you, you have a great team that works together mm. to address and solve those. Yeah, yeah. Given, given what you're doing is so unique and also with your background, is there something which people get wrong about you when you meet them or when you explain them or when you start talking to them? I think at first, one of the things that I'm able to and excited to bring and what my experiences over time, I've had time as an entrepreneur in the field of actually doing, being the entrepreneur, being the customer, I've had time and experience on the investor side and time as the startup lawyer. And so I think that combination of life experiences as the entrepreneur, as the startup attorney, and as the investor come together to give a unique perspective on what we're trying to do. That's very helpful. And I think that at times, if people don't know my full background, they may at first not it takes understanding it to really appreciate where we're coming from. But I think so many people out there have really different, anyone who's been working for 25 years has their own set of unique experiences. And I think that trying to find something that can really draw on your strengths and match your passion leads to things working in ways that are really enjoyable and where you can achieve success. I think trying to find where your strengths as a person, as a leader, as a uh, your different business experiences, your different personal experiences can all come together in a way that, and if you can align that with what you're working on, that, that becomes really exciting. Yeah. And since you mentioned life and passion, can you share outside of work, right? What is it? that completes you, that excites you? My family is the most important thing for me. I time with my wife and time with my 
children and, and family members is really important to me. What's exciting about the work that I do is it never feels to me like work. I, I wake up every morning really excited about what we're going to accomplish during the day and what we're going to do to make things better for founders and to help them do. For me, I, I do work a, lo a lot of hours. I work very hard, but it, it never feels like work to me. It's, I'm in a position where what I love to do and what I'm passionate about doing and building, I'm doing every day. I like to do it more and more, but I enjoy swimming and and trying to do more. I think always trying to improve in terms of sports and exercise and healthy lifestyles is an area that I always try to focus and improve on. And uh, but for me, my my big areas are really doing what we're doing here at Next and and my family. Thank you for sharing that. So. What advice would you give to somebody who is maybe new to the entrepreneurship world or is finding it difficult to manage all the pressure or all the demands from all sides? I think I would tell people that the, the most important thing is perseverance. It's not an easy road. If entrepreneurship was an easy road, everyone would do it. There is nothing that I believe you can do that is more rewarding and more fulfilling over time and also more challenging. I think that getting out and just doing it and just starting something or trying something I think is really important. I think a lot of it is this agility is really important, like the ability to do things and quickly iterate because you're, you're, in the entrepreneurial world, you're making decisions with imperfect information. And so you take the information that you have, which is never going to be enough. And you're never going to have enough time before and enough information before you make a decision. So you make the best decision you can with the information that you have. And then you track very quickly what's happening. And if you need to iterate or pivot or change something, you change really quickly. So it's okay to fail and it's okay to make mistakes. The key is to quickly catch them and learn from them and be comfortable that every failure or everything that doesn't work out is a chance to learn and to turn that into something that you gain from, that you gain from the next time. Even if a business fails or it doesn't work, there are many things that were positive and that you learned and did in that experience. And so when you try that again, or you start your next company, often, often you'll see investors will look and see if people have done it before. Even if they failed, there is learning yeah. that came from that makes it less risky and a better entrepreneur to back the next one if they've learned from what happened. Yeah. Thank you for adding that. I think what you're sharing is not taking failure as one big heavy load rather than seeing it as a stepping stone and you're getting better and focusing on the long term. So thank you for adding that to it. And as we and and for anybody who's listening who might want to reach out to you or find out more about what are you doing or how are you like innovating in in a very traditional space, what is the best way for them to do? So the best way to reach me and to learn about what we're doing, our website is next.law. So if you go to www 
Next, N-E-X-T dot law, L-A-W, that you can get a lot more information. We have a lot of information there about what we're doing. And if you're interested in personally reaching out to me, you can, my email address is amillen at shulmanrogers.com. Or if you just go into next.law in the info box at the bottom, list Sumit show that you heard that you you heard about me or heard me speaking on Sumit show. And I'll know where you heard about me and be happy to follow up. So those would be go to next.law to, to see more information. And if you fill out the box below and reference the show, then I'll be happy to follow up with you. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony, for everything that you shared and what you're doing. And I wish you all the best in this journey ahead. Great. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast. And I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction. Not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality. And I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.